Ryan Fleming can help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. This is the Pilot's Advisor. Welcome to another podcast episode. And oh boy, do we have a treat for you today. So as you probably know, this episode is called Two Cow. And I'm quite quite certain you probably uh, have no clue what this episode's about. And we we decided to have a little bit more fun. And of course, we're going to continue to talk about financial topics and topics that affect pilots. But uh, we figured we can have a little bit of fun too. And with that, I have a special guest in the studio today. And I'm going to let him just, just uh, introduce himself, tell us a little bit about his background, and then we're going to learn all about Call Sign 2 Cal. Oh, man. So thank you. So first off, one, I've never been called straight up a treat. Two, special sometimes. My name is Jesse Barnes, and I am blessed to have a friend like you to let me sit here and talk and waste your time. All right. First things first. Name's Jesse Barnes. Quick background. I am a retired Air Force navigator. So right off the bat, I know what you're thinking. I'm probably an idiot. You're not wrong, but I'm a backseat driver. Uh, I get paid, you know, the same as the pilots. I just with no responsibility. That's kind of how I went at life. All right. Now we're talking call signs. And I've got a lot of weird nicknames. It's kind of like being an RFO. So like if you do long flights, you're either the captain, you're the first officer, or you're the RFO. RFO is the best job out there because you're not... You're not in the seat for takeoff or landing. You're basically a glorified getting coffee and, and f- cooking some food, but you get paid the same. It and is. I, and it's like being a backup punter. I mean, <laughs> there's like no the pressure. If you win. I'm actually shocked that teams don't carry backup kickers or punters or third string quarterbacks. Anyways, uh, yes, very underrated, best job. But again, being a navigator, when I tell my kids that, it's almost like they look me dumb in the eyes and be like, what's that? Like a bombardier world war two. Yes. I was replaced by a GPS. <laughs> yes. Well, I bet you some of these snaps, you know, the, 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 the new age pilots. Oh my God, I haven't about. heard that term in years. I bet you they don't know what a navigator even is. But if they come at me calling me a CISO. I do get triggered. <laughs> CISO? Yeah. Explain. Combat systems officer. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it used to be a, a wizzo in the back of the uh, a wizzo, a sizzo. Is it like a nav? Oh yeah, but we press more buttons. No man, I don't get it. Um, maybe I don't know. My Air Force advice has a shelf life. I've been retired four years now. I know you can't tell because of my maturity, but it was twenty three years. Ugh. Anyways, I did join the Air Force seven days after I graduated high school. Lived that that enlisted life, that sweaty life. And then somehow I got smart in a crossover. Yeah. And so what we're going to do here, I have a good friend of mine who's also a client, uh, 777 captain. I won't say his name, but he he actually started a podcast with a bunch of his old buddies. And it's called So There I Was. And of course, if you fly airplanes around the world, there's many, many stories that come up. And so there I was. Well, that's how we're going to talk about two cow today and uh, how that's... Jesse is known as two cow. So. You're right. And it's weird how you get nicknames and it's weird how you get call signs, especially in our community, because, you know, that wasn't even the first one you called me. I'm just calling you the visor for now on. Anyways, some of you out there have been on these trips, especially in the math community where you've gone to Pattaya, Thailand. Now, since the advisor here has a G-rated show, I'm going to be very careful on my Pattaya stories. 
Uh, you can get on Facebook and you can do a quick search for a guy named Padia Paul. I, I haven't even looked. I got to look this up to see if he still exists. But he's a tailor there in Padia. And, uh, you know, first things first, man, you land there for the night, you go, Our, you know, my crew's got their own restaurant. We go to this place called Sue's. It's like the best Mexican microwavable <laughs> food you can get in Thailand. If that's like a thing, I don't know. They, I think they microwave it across the street. We go over there every trip and we get a bunch of suits made, new leather jackets, all this stuff. Now I'm over there getting a pea coat and a new leather jacket. And granted, it's like July, so it's 110 degrees. But if you get these coats, you know, in the summer, they get pretty cheap, at least the material wise. So I thought. Anyways, I'm with my pilot and he's probably he's one of those triathlete types. He's real, you know, small. He's super in shape. You know, up until this point, my nickname was Fat Salmon. So, you know, visualize that. <laughs> Fat, Fat Salmon? Yeah, that's and we, I was skinny when I got the nickname. <laughs> I grew into it. That's ironic. So they, they dreamed it and you did it. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, yeah, that again, we were keeping the show G rated, bro. All right. So he's pricing this out and he's looking at my buddy and he's like, all right, this is how much this is going to cost. He looks at me. All right, here's your cost. And I'm like, we got the same coats, bro. Like, why am I double man? And he looks at me and he looks at my friend and as serious as he could be, he goes, no, him, one cow. You too, cow. All right. Now, granted, I was a little drunk because he's giving us shots like crazy. What makes it worse is when your bros come back and they start giving you like the nickname and they start making patches. And then from there, it takes off a life of his own. And then you, you PCS and you forget about it. And then years later, you hear stories like, you know, a guy named two cow, a oh, big face or fat salmon. And you're like, all right, you can explain all this stuff. <laughs> all hard earned, man. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor. Hey, if you're ready to have clarity and thrive in your retirement, you're in the right place. And I've got another resource for you to check out. Go to retirepilots.com. That's retirepilots.com. And look right there on the homepage, you'll be able to click Get My Free Toolkit. What this is going to do is help you get for free Ryan's Retirement Toolkit. This is going to include his two books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilot's Retire Early, revealing the nine critical decisions when retiring and the seven lessons to save your retirement. If you're ready to retire early or engage the autopilot on your 401k, these are the books for you and this is the toolkit for you. Not only does it include the books, but lots of other goodies packed into this free toolkit that'll be sent to you ASAP. All you have to do is go to retirepilots.com. That's retirepilots.com. Click on the Send My Toolkit button, and we'll get it in the mail to you shortly. It's a great starting place for any pilot to begin their retirement journey. Go to retirepilots.com. We'll transition with that. So we have two cow on the set here today. And, you know, so there I was with those stories, but even more uh, from a motivational standpoint. So call sign two cow here, but he's embarked on a little bit of a journey in his life, and, and he doesn't even know that I'm bringing him into this. But a two cow here has started roaming the neighborhoods till his feet are bleeding, um, walking. I don't know how many miles you walk a day. How much, how much weight have you lost? I mean, tell us a little bit about your journey, because I think uh, not only has it motivated me, of course, because I, I need to drop about 20, but everybody else in the neighborhood, it's motivated a lot of people that, you know, you set your mind to something, you just go do it, go knock it out. 
And that so much of life is uh, having somebody that can motivate you or get you to take that first step. And uh, tell us a little bit about your journey the last couple of months. Yeah, that I kind of kept it low key. But then people started asking questions like, why are you in front of my house every morning? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to explain that. All right. So the end of March, there's a local company and they're big into fitness and they're big into, you know, supplements, whatever. And they always have the, you know, four times a year, they have these challenges, you know, try to lose as much weight. Well, I, my family, my wife, my kids have joined and they're like, Hey dad, you should join too. And my two older sons are actually in the air force. They're in the military. Yeah. It's, I don't know, family business at this point, I guess. Um, so I said, why not, man? Just random joined. And I weighed in. Here's the thing. I told you guys I've been retired four years. Well, something funny happens when you get a job and you're not forced to exercise. Man, you blow up. So I was huge. I was 275 pounds. I didn't even recognize myself. You know, my mom's texting me. She goes, I'm worried about you. Now, high blood pressure, all that stuff. Cause I was smoking cigars and drinking beer, like the good kind craft beer like, every day. I'm, you know, but I didn't, I don't it sounds care. like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what I look like. It was a party, <laughs> two cow parties. All right. So anyways, <laughs> so, uh, here's the thing. The first day I try to exercise and, uh, I use these apps and there's a lot of things to start. And that's the hard part. Day one, getting started, tracking food. Here's your workouts. And I'm like, yeah, man, easy. I'm going to go do this workout. I literally finished half of it. Uh, and I, I couldn't finish it. So got halfway through and, and I just crawled the bathroom, started throwing up. That was embarrassing. On top of that, you know, I'm talking to this app gives you an advisor and he goes, do you want to throw up? I'm like, what are you an idiot? No, but it did remind me of another call sign I had MVP, most violent puker. <laughs> you guys try riding in the back of a C-130 in the summer, man. It's boompy. It's not like FedEx. And, and hot. No, no good hot, air conditioning. Hot, hot tin can. And maybe, maybe had a little too many beers the night prior. So probably not feeling all that great. I don't know. Try to hang with the loads. Forget about it, man. All right. So. So I started small. If you're going to eat an elephant one bite at a time, <laughs> it's just the cliches out there. All right. So I started walking with the goal of 10,000 steps a day. So first off the bat, I started this in March. It's like 35 degrees outside and I would smoke a cigar doing it. My wife, full disclosure, she's a personal trainer. And for years she said, I'm bad for a brand. Two seventy five <laughs> with cigars. I was like, whatever. Anyways, she loves me unconditionally. So that do us part. Only I was killing myself quickly. She got on me. She goes, you're going to do this walk. Don't do the cigars. So I just started off 45 minutes in the morning, wake up. And from there, it was that it was almost halfway there, 5,000 steps. And you know, you get the rest throughout the day. Then I started doing the workouts, just basically resistance training. Start off with three days a week. I'm at like five days a week and I would do it every day if I wasn't forced to rest and recover because it's that addicting. Now, the hardest part is tracking your food. Nobody likes doing that. Nobody likes meal prepping. So what I would do on the weekends, it was just lay out nothing but smoking turkey breasts, pork tenderloins, sometimes brisket. That's really fatty, but like shrimp kebabs, all this food and then delicious and I would just portion it out throughout the, the week. Now I started off at 275 and they're like, Hey, what's your goal weight? And I'm like, I don't nebulous. Who cares? I just, I'm, I want to be on the LGN program. Look good. Naked. <laughs> like it's like the, you actually look at it, like I do myself. Cause 
I know I'm at that point now where I'm like, I don't know if I would do me at this point. I'm starting to get to look like a, a wide body captain. I might have to upgrade here soon. You never, if you look at yourself in the mirror every day, it's insidious. You don't know how you look until your wife's wondering why you're moving the scale around tile to tile, buck naked, trying to chase one pound lighter on the scale. <laughs> it gets weird. Or, well, well, it's a slippery slope. Anything in life, it's so easy to get on the slide and it's a slippery slope, whether it's, uh, you know, oh, well, I have a couple, you know, events where I'm meeting up with friends and then you get outside your diet and then it's like, oh, what? you know, that pie looks good. Or oh, I, I love ice cream. Next thing you know, it's a couple of weeks later. And guess what? You put on that weight, but it's, it's twice as hard to take it off. And especially in your mid forties. Yeah. So you're right. There's a lot of obstacles. If you come at it with a certain attitude, like there's going to be non-negotiables. For instance, my non-negotiables, I will walk 10,000 steps, no matter what, every day, just to move. I will always do that. No matter what I eat. The other thing is I would drink 120 ounces of water a day. It's almost like a gallon, non-negotiable. The problem is you drink that much water, especially starting off. You got to piss so much. You're almost getting your steps in just doing that. And for those who can like go pee in the middle of the night and go back to sleep, tell me your secret. Cause I, I can't figure it out. Maybe that's an old man thing too. Uh, Cause once you're up, you're like, oh. yeah. all right. Weather starts getting better. You start, I start walking more. The, uh, the track and the food that, that got easier if I prepared and had a plan. Now you talk about pies and stuff. So here's big, the biggest challenge, my social life. When I go out, I'm drinking old life, drinking all the time, go out to the restaurants, you know, golfing it's shots. And, uh, there's a time, you know, they call it like FOMO fear of missing out. Oh, I got to do all that stuff. It's funny what the body gets used to, man. So I was like, you know what? Like we do that thing Thirsty Thursday in the neighborhood. All the neighbors get together. I'll hang a good time. I just stopped drinking at those. I'm just drinking nothing but water and telling everybody my dad jokes. It's almost like I'm drunk. <laughs> the reactions I get. But uh, yeah, it's weird what the body gets used to. I don't miss it. So well, that's good. And I mean, how much better do you feel now? How many, how many pounds are you actually down? How do you feel better? Are you, are you, do you feel like it's, you're on that track now where it's a part of your life where it's sustainable? Yeah, it's, it's so, it's so sustainable once you start small and you just get used to it. So day one, day one, I was 275 and basically the, the two month challenge ended. I didn't win it, but here's the thing. I felt so good. I felt like I didn't need to win. I, I got the win already. I was, uh, gosh. So that was, I basically lost 30 pounds in two months, eight weeks. So, and then the four weeks after, so I'm three months into this, you know, it's more around 243. So it's still, you know, I threw a goal weight of 225, just 50 pounds. And now the weight is not coming off fast, but I'm getting faster. Um, skinnier. It's like a body recomposition. I don't know. Again, now I catch my, my wife staring at me weirdly, um, <laughs> creeps me out. <laughs> If I catch her, she snorts, man. <laughs> I'm all about, I mean, she snorts and spills coffee. It's hot. Anyways, uh, that's what does it for me. Don't get your hopes up laughing, though. I'm not into it. You. <laughs> I don't care if it's June. Anyways. You, you look good, but it's just not what I'm not, not what I'm really into, if that makes sense. I'm proud of you. But yeah, I'm just uh, not really into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I appreciate that. So yeah, two weeks into this, 
people at work started noticing. They're like, what are you doing? I had my hair real long this spring. And my wife's like, you can only keep it long if you keep working out. So I started working out. Then she came at me. She goes, all right, you have to quit cigars if you want to keep that hair long. I quit cigars. Uh, she moved the goalposts on me again. She came back. She goes, well, family pictures are in June. So you're getting your hair cut no matter what. So all those promises were BS. I had to, I had to go cut my hair. Um, she's just trying to, she's just trying to make you better. And of course, by you cutting your hair, that took off another three pounds. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> part, part of the master plan. And then I cut it and she goes, Oh, I got my major Barnes back. Yeah, that's right. I retired as a major. Which will be our, which will be another story that we'll discuss. And we always talk about respecting our listeners' time, so we're going to try to keep this down. But what we're going to have is we're going to have part two of Two Cow on another episode, and we're going to have old uh, Jesse here on the show because uh, any topic we have is going to be a little bit more fun with his uh, his personality and his jokes. So uh, we wanted to introduce you to Two Cow and his journey. We're going to keep you up, listen in to hear more of his journey because I think he's just getting started, and. Uh, we want to thank you for being on the show. I hope you'll agree to continue to be on the podcast from time to time. Um, I think our, our our listeners want to hear more from you and also a little bit more about what you do in your career now for our next episode as well. So, so listen in. And uh, Jesse, thanks for being on the show. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.